0: Uh, let's get ready to rumble He's the fastest man on the planet, he'd have got there, Rabbits. What about Andrew King? Put him in the second! Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Hello one, hello all, round eleven in the books, yet again. A round where one of the most popular purchases in Nico Heinz. Uh, really, really paid dividends for owners. Nathan Cleary does it again back to back weeks. Tedesco looking like he was set for a huge score until the Broncos put them out in the second half. Many injuries, many suspensions, many sin binnings. Victor Radley, uh, being sent to the bin twice. Uh, yeah, Sam Walker just absolutely shitting the bed for people that capped him. There is plenty to talk about this week, but as Joe and I alluded to in the pre-match preview, uh, last week, the first three games of the round, were stinkers, and this was kicked off by the Cowboys defeating the Knights 36-20. Uh, the hero for this game was Murray Tualangi with 145. Look, he was sensational, um, just getting early ball and, and dominating the defense for the Knights, who are in a world of hurt, in my opinion. I think they're really, really struggling. Uh, Mitchell Pierce continues to show why he's such a crucial part of this team. I understand they're missing Ponga too, but I think Pierce is the, the finishing touches on this team that gets them. Uh, back into top eight contention that they're struggling without him. Uh, the Cowboys, though, as we touched on, Murray Colonghi with a 145. Uh, Valentine Holmes with the 138 at the back. He was simply uh, incredible. I thought he would have lost points, but he, he gained a few, so nearly 140 for him. Uh, we tipped him to be a fantastic VC option. Uh, if you did loop... After having the sound clearly, that obviously didn't pan out the best, but you'll still take a 138. Kyle felt with a 101. Uh, Scott Drinkwater really putting his hand up for the conversation next year at the halves when they bring in Townsend and Dearden. Uh, I think Drinkwater's too good not to have in the side and having him at six. I think compliments Valentine Holmes really well. Uh, he's playing some of the best footy of his career after leaving Melbourne. Uh, Shane Wright with a 79 as well, Mitchell Dunn with a 66, Reese Robson with a 62, uh, no one else really to talk about apart from Jason Tamlolo with a 42, I'm going to say it now, his supercoach career is done uh, under Todd Payton, until we see something improve, because we've had one good score with a try, but apart from that, uh, there's very, very little to talk about with Jason Tamlolo, if you jumped on him early, uh, I think you've got yourself to blame. Uh, one good score probably wasn't enough to to show why we, we pay the money for him. But yeah, Tamlelo, just not firing uh, for the Cowboys, but it didn't seem to hinder them. They got the win. A couple of setting offs this game. They'll have repercussion effects. The match review committee will be uh, busy, busy, busy on uh, Tuesday night. So we'll wait for the outcomes to happen for there. For the Knights, the man that... He's killing Supercoach, uh, potential in terms of Mitchell Barnett and Connor Watson, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, uh, Bag the 93, Jacob Saifedi with a 67, uh, the, the young man on debut, Sagas, uh, Sagassi, uh, that, I'm not too sure how you pronounce it, but he got a 64, uh, Anari Twala with a 63, uh, Daniel Saifedi with a 60, and there's not much else to talk about. The three Musketeers for the Supercoach world in Brayley, Barnett, and Watson all scored 44, so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough watch for, for those guys, especially if you played all three of them. Uh, a lot of people would have, a lot of people would have had those three after the Thursday night. But all in all, the Cowboys just way too good for the Knights on this night. Um, yeah, even with the, the two men sin-binned at the same time, the Knights still really couldn't capitalize and shows you, I guess, how far they've fallen in terms of, uh, the pecking order in the NRL. The Reese Walsh led Warriors defeated the Tigers 30 to 26. The Tigers had every chance in the world to win this game. As a fan, it was frustrating to watch. Watch them pass up on many, many attacking chances when when the Warriors were down a man. Uh, but as we said, Reece Walsh stole the show at fullback 129, RTS with a 94, um, Montoya with a 92, Tohu Harris with a 71, Nick Arima with a 69, Wade Egan with a 67, uh, were the 60 pluses for them. Yeah, incredible, incredible performance from, uh, from Reece Walsh and Roger. Uh, we've touched on this before, but it shows how selfless the bloke is to, to move himself to the wing in order to bring in young Reese Walsh and have him develop at fullback. I think he's going to be a superstar talent in the future. A little bit of uh, talk on social media this week. is about where his allegiance lie. Uh, so that'll be a discussion in front of the day when representative football comes up for Reese Welsh. But I think all we need to focus on right now is just the young kid absolutely killing it. Uh, great for the game, great marketability, but most importantly, great for the Warriors to have RTS walk out the door and have Reese Welsh come in uh, as for the Tigers, Luke Garner with 100, uh, Luciano Leilu with a 77, uh, Jimmy Tama with a 71, Luke Brooks with a 70, Novellum with a 66, uh, Dane Laurie with a 65, Adam Twal with a 64. Uh, yeah, plenty of chances the Tigers had here. Uh, they're just leaking too many points as are the Warriors though as well, like both sides leaking too many points to be serious contenders, but I think both sides had their chances to win this game. The Tigers probably more so than the Warriors, uh, but they came away with a win, uh, and yeah, you can't fault Nathan Brown for how well He's got this side up uh, the second year away from home and defying a lot of expectations. And that's all you can really ask as a Warriors fan, as a Tigers fan. There's some positives there, uh, but definitely a building year towards next year when we get a few recruits in the door. The second game on the Friday was a Golden Point showdown between the uh, the local derby of the Sharks and the Dragons. The Sharks come out on top 13 to 12. Will Kennedy started the show with 100. Uh, Matt Moylan with a 69. Wade Green with a 67. Aiden Tomlin with a 65 rounds out the top. Uh, echelon scorers in the Sharks side. Josh Kerr with a 76. Blake Laurie with a 64. 67 from Max Fiage. Uh, 60 from Jackson Ford. But I think the Dragons really should have won this one. Uh, Corey Norman had two good looks at goal to, to win it for them. But the charge down from, uh, Andrew McCulloch got them in great field position with the ball and just didn't quite capitalize from a super coach standpoint. Obviously, I brought in Cody Ramsey, put the kiss of death on him. He scored a 24 with a HIA. Uh, looked promising at the role of fullback. So not too disappointed, but, Yeah, the HIA stings. Uh, Farmer Sully was a popular talking point this week about bringing him in here, and he scored a 36 after being shifted around. Uh, Jack Bird, another one people brought in with a 79. Uh, Yeah, but apart from that, there there wasn't too much to talk about. I mean, Ben Hunt is going to be a decent option over the origin period if he isn't picked up uh, for Queensland, but apart from that, isn't much else to talk about. Will Kennedy continues to be the star of the show for the Sharks. Uh, Missing SJ, Townsend out the door next year. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with with the halves conundrum they've got going on. Uh but Will Kendi is definitely the shining light in this side in a team that yeah, is really struggling without um some some direction, I feel. But good to get the win against the Dragons, who sort of have fallen off a cliff after starting the year off so hot. The Titans are making it look a lot harder than it needed to be. Thirty against the Bulldogs twenty. Uh, a couple of men in the bin for both sides. Uh, it's just, yeah, the, the rules, the new interpretations of them, we're, we're going to have to get used to it. It seems like they're here to stick, but can't really complain about those when both sides had plenty of opportunities, but the Titans just made this one look... Uh a lot harder than it needs to be. Big Mo Awaker with 109. Artino Faso Malawi uh, uh bag to try to get to him 91. Philip Army with the 90, AJ Brimpton 85, Brian Kelly 83, Jared Wallace 67, Jamal Fogarty 61. Another one that you can probably look at over the origin period if you're gonna trade out. Uh Sam Walker, who had a stinker, we'll touch on him in the next game. That rounds out the top scorers for the Titans. Uh like I said, they had plenty of chances to put this one to bed. They're just looking a little bit sloppy, it just feels like they're not really clicking into gear and just seeing Colebrook uh, isn't isn't getting them moving the way they want to, but... You'll take a two points um, when it's offered to you, so that's going to help them in the season long-term. But I feel like the Titans have another two or three years to go to. I still think they're a quality number nine, away from being a genuine uh top eight threat or a genuine to have a deep run in September. But Mitch Rain is a fine servant, but I think they are one quality number nine away. Uh, there is a certain number nine in Melbourne who is currently tearing it up. That is uh probably wanting a starting berth, so they should really chase after him. For the Bulldogs, Luke Thompson bagged a try for a 96. Uh Nick Kotrick with a 94. Will a 73. Uh No one else, only three scores above 60 for them, but it was more of a team effort. Plenty of guys in the 50s, plenty of guys in the 40s. I think the Bulldogs, um, they're probably not going to rue this opportunity, but they definitely could have made a, a good game out of it. 10 points was the difference, but I think that's flattering the, the Bulldogs a little bit there. I think uh this game could have been put to bed well and truly for the Titans. Next, we'll go on to the upset of the round. Uh, the Roosters 16, the Broncos 34. Yeah, the Broncos looks fantastic out of the gate. They uh, were let back into it a little bit. Uh, the two-sin bins to Victor probably solidified it, though, for the Broncos. When you're playing uh, against 12 men for at least 60 minutes of the game, you should probably come out on top. Uh, David Mead, star of the show, uh, two great intercepts for him off the passing of Sam Walker to Peter a penguin with an 85. Uh, Palacio on debut with a 75. Albert Kelly back in the NRL. Great to see him with a 64. He looked uh really silky on the ball, and yeah, great to see him back in there. Jermaine Asako, 64. Uh, John Asiata, 63. Payne Haas, 61. Matt Lodge, 57. Could have been nearly 70 points for Matt Lodge, but was uh, sent to the sin bin. Look for the Roosters. There's plenty of rugby league podcasts out there, guys, that are going to talk about this sin binnings of of Radley all day long. Uh, I'm just a super coach page. I don't know what more else there is to say in terms of, of these rules. The game is moving more and more towards attack. That's been the common trend for years now. Uh, fantastic defending isn't being rewarded. Uh, even someone like a Victor Radley, who who we know how good of a defender he is, uh, just gets punished with these new rules. So, look, there's going to be plenty, plenty of talks this week about it. That's just my two cents. But, yeah, I mean, Tedesco was 93. He was on 75 at halftime. He looked set to go Huge. Uh, Crichton with a, with a 97, Tupinol with an 88, Tupinol with a 61. No one else to score 60 for them, which you would expect in a side that only scored 16 points. I think this, the, I think this game though is going to be the, the big talking point, obviously, with, with everything that happened out of it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of up and arms, people whinging, and I think rightly so, but the rules are there that they know them and, and We just have to accept it and move on, I think. But yeah, full credit to the Broncos. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the talking point. Uh, No one's going to be talking about how well the Broncos played this week. It's all going to be centered around Victor Radley and and whatnot. So yeah, just want to give credit to the Broncos where credit is due. Uh, Melbourne putting on a clinic to beat the Raiders 10-34 to after the Raiders came out starting hot. I generally thought $4 head-to-head for the Raiders was uh, a good price to take here. And and starting off hot at 10-0 and... With all the outs the, the Storm had, I generally thought the Raiders could have given this one a fair shake, but uh, falling away again in the second half, the Raiders had one player score above 60, and that was Corey Hadoui Um Yeah, we've said it for weeks now. I wouldn't be going anywhere near anyone from this Raiders side. They're, in terms of, of like points scored and points, uh, defe- like points conceded, they're sitting pretty much bang average. So they, they are a very, very boring side right now. I wouldn't be going near anyone uh, on the Raiders. Not even someone like a George Williams or a Jack White at a discount price when he's back. It's just, it's just tough watching for Raiders fans and, and just to sit through these games. Um, I guess for the storm, Nico Hines, we, we touched on him at the start of the show. Absolutely sensational, really. Um, I posted something on Facebook that if you saw a club offered Nico Hines a million dollars a year, would you be surprised? I honestly wouldn't be. I could see a desperate side like the Bulldogs or the Broncos or the Tigers uh, throwing the absolute kitchen sink at Nico to get him playing footy. Uh, whether that be at six, whether that be at uh, fullback, either way, the, the kids are genuine talent, obviously. And yeah, it's just too many mouths to feed at Melbourne, so don't blame me for looking elsewhere, but he topscored with a 115. Uh, when we touched on the Titans, about their hooking conundrum, uh, Brandon Smith, obviously the first one that comes to mind, 106 for him. Uh, yeah, just... Two two great try assists to the next man on the list, Nelson Asif Solomona with an 83, Chris Lewis with a 73, Tom Eisenhuth, mascot of the Eisenhoos, uh, with a 67, Remus Smith with a 61, but just a, an all-round solid performance from the Storm. It's the cliche word, but it's the next man up uh, attitude for them. One man drops out, another one comes in. With all the outs they've had, they've had Grant, they've got Munster, they've got Pappenhausen, Hughes, Kenny Bromwich, just names come up under this Melbourne system and, and it, they continue to pump out great talent going can slide a hole and that's all you can really ask for a side competing at the top level. You're going to have injuries and it's how well you deal with them and the Storm just keep dealing with these injuries uh, year on year and it's just it's great to see a great system thriving. I have been a big Panthers disbeliever. i made that no secret but I've never ever seen a team dominate so much as much as this Panther side have. Uh, each week they just look like they're doing it in third gear. And it's going to be a scary, scary time when when they're playing their best footy. And I'm not too sure how much of this is media talk or whatnot, but but Cleary doesn't reckon they're playing their best footy now. And if that's true, and if they haven't reached their full potential yet, then Jesus Christ, this side is going to be uh, incredible. We touched on him at the start of the show, but Nathan Cleary once again, 176. The bloke just puts out scores for fun. 225 last week, 107 or something the week before. The blokes had seven scores, or sorry, six scores above 100 this year, and we're in round 11. Like it's. It's incredible as to how well he is just controlling the game at such a young age, and it's going to be scary when he reaches his full potential. Many deluded Panthers fans are saying that he's the best halfback ever, and I get that you want to get around your your star player, but look, they might not be wrong in a couple of years' time. We could be talking about Cleary in the same breath as we talk about Kronk, Thurston, Lockyer, Lewis, like all these guys. Like, Cleary is just controlling the game so well. He knows when to pick his chances, and I think he had one error today where he threw a short ball when he shouldn't have, but apart from that, like, he was... He was incredible. He's going to lose some points on downgrades. Uh, I'm filming this at 5:30 on a Sunday, but like when the updates come I expect him to go down. But gee, like even still, like 150 points is still f- incredible. Like that's becoming the norm now in Super Coach. Like that's a that's a that's a good score for a captain. Whereas two or three years ago, 150 was was insane, but uh, look, a lot of the praise is going to go to Cleary here, but Matt Burton, in his own backyard, uh, 124, showing why the Bulldogs need to get him in ASAP, Uh, Brian To'o with his 95, Kurt Capel with a 71, like that try that he scored, uh, never seen him move so quickly, and as a Queensland fan, to put him in the centres, I'm very much happy with that, Uh, Isaiah Yohu, I think is the best 13 in the game by far, I think uh, he he played incredible today with that nice little short ball to Capel as well, he got a 61. Um, of course, I put the kiss of death on James fisher harris who only got a 48 after me bringing him in this week, Uh, as it stands, Jerome Luai with a 36, but he'll go up, Uh, Spencer Lenny put on report, so who knows if he's going to miss some time or or whatnot, Paul Momorowski come back into the side for a 32, Uh, Apicorosau, probably not in that gun bracket for Supercoach, only got a 35, but it's just how well this team gels together and how well they click, like it's it's, uh, it's ridiculous. It tries to, tries to kick out as well. That left side is absolutely singing and clearly just controlling the right with ease. And we saw it with Capewell as well. But as for the Rabbitohs, uh, second time this year, they've conceded 50. And the Panthers just didn't look like they, they tried to put 50 on them today. And, and that's the worrying thing. I mean, Josh Mansour top scored with a 48, but that's, that's really all there is to talk about. Uh, I think Cam Murray not being in this side is killing them uh, as much as, he isn't playing his best footy. He still helps them so much and, and helps their star number nine, who uh, I think is falling into a little bit of irrelevancy. You know my stance on Cook. Uh, I'm much more of a Jaden Brelly kind of guy uh, over Cook. But yeah, uh, the Souths are struggling. And the last game of a pretty mediocre round 11. Uh, Paramount of six, this Eagles 28. Obviously, Bob Fulton uh, passed away. Terrible for the game of rugby league. Uh, an immortal of the game and really fitting that Manly played this afternoon uh, and really showed up yeah, for the occasion, even before the news. I think Manly were, were specials here at $3, something head-to-head. And, uh, star of the show, Tom Uh I didn't need to tell you that. I'm sure you would have been able to guess that Tom Turbo was the best player on the ground. 155 for Turbo. Uh, a 122 for Ruben Garrick, who's been a sensational pickup for you guys. They picked him up at the right time. Uh, look, Brad Park with a 71. Sean Kept with a 63. Marty Power with a 62. Look, Josh Uster gets a 59, but his uh, production today simply outperformed that from a super coach standpoint. Josh Uster was incredible today, uh, playing 5'8". I think that's his natural position, and I I think he's found a fantastic home if Kieran Foran is to be out for the next couple of weeks. But uh, a couple of sim bins here, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Jack Tivorovic both went to the bin. It boiled over towards the end a little bit there. There was plenty of uh, passion played for this game. But yeah, Tommy Turbo, Ribbon Garrick on that uh, on that edge of the field. Just absolutely brained Parramatta. Uh, with a top score of 85, went to Clint Gutherson. Isaiah Papali'i came back with a 77. Uh, no one else above 60 for Parramatta. And like I said, I thought mainly we uh, were overpriced in this game in terms of a betting standpoint, but... I think this has been coming for a long time for Parramatta. They have one of the best sides on paper, but they are lacking that X-Factor player, in my opinion. Uh, That Latrell, that uh, Turbo, uh, that Nathan Cleary type player, they can just really break a game open. Uh, Don't get me wrong, Parramatta have a great team, but I think they're going to need to find some uh, flair out of nowhere if they're going to compete with some of these bigger sides. But look, that rounded up, uh, round 11, uh, pretty ordinary score here. I uh, finished on 12.65 before updates and down dates. But uh, yeah, I think my aim is just to move towards head-to-head now. I mean, uh, plenty of cash leagues. The overall dream is over. Uh, trades will probably be focused around head-to-head and saving them uh, for the weeks coming up. But for now, keep your friends close, keep your pods closer, and teamless shoes, they should be fun. Planning for your next trip?